Hey, Jason Rice with Lot Party. Again, this show is designed to help you with your virtual lot. We all know what a lot party is, stirring up that inventory outside to maybe get more exposure on our cars or clean up a mess. But what we do on this show is figure out ways to stir up our virtual lot and get our cars moving a little bit faster. But what we're going to do is take a little bit of a step back, and I'm going to talk around the turnaround time of getting a car online, photo price and descriptions. And the big focus there, I'm going to run two episodes. One, I'm going to talk to Dennis McGinn from Rapid Recon. He owns a software product that helps dealers turn this around. is isn't a sales pitch. It's just going to be a reality of you know the importance of that turnaround time. And then I'm going to, the next episode, I'm going to bring in a, a service director who's actually in the back end of everything. He's actually going through the trenches of helping a dealer turn around and getting these cars online through service, photo price, and description a lot faster. Uh, so... With that, you know, to get a good turn, and even if you have a great turn, but let's just say you turn your inventory seven to ten times a year, to make that go a little bit faster, it comes around the turnaround time a lot of times. Because if it takes you 10, 14, 21 days to get a car between trade-in or purchase through service, through recon, through uh, body shop and paint and dents or whatever, detail, photo, and get them online. What happens is a lot of used car managers, if it took 20 days to get it on uh, lot ready, he's treating it like it's day one old and he's having it priced a little bit too high in the market for a 21 day old car and it bleeds through. So even if you're seven to 10 day turn or if you're a guy that does have 15 day turn or 15 turns um, average day in the 20s, you are, could be losing a lot of profit if your turnaround time takes more than five to seven days, okay? And Dennis is gonna go over the importance of that, but one of the best practices I say, um, I had a dealer that does a great job in turnaround time, and his thing, he read Dale Pollock's Velocity book. I'm gonna put some images up here. He's got three Velocity books from Dale Pollock. Those are huge books as a dealer to read, but he actually had everybody on his staff read that book. Then that way, the, between the porter to the, the parts guy, to serve, everybody's on the same page of how important it is and how much money a dealership is losing if they don't turn around those cars quick enough. One quick example I'd say, if you went from 10-day turnaround time down to seven, you save those three days in your turnaround time on average in a month. If you times that by 12 months in a year, that's 36 extra days your cars are faster online that's almost an extra month you instead of having a 12 month selling season you actually almost basically would have 12 or 13 selling months so if you sell 100 cars a month that's almost an extra 100 cars in a year and at whatever 15 18 two grand a copy or plus back in you know you're running over two grand plus that's a lot of money so by just cutting three days off your turnaround time can make a dealership hugely profitable doesn't matter if you're a seven turn or a 15 turn so without further ado, I'm going to go right into this interview with Dennis right after this. Thanks. All right. Hey, Jason Rice again here at the lot party. What I've set up is a great interview. I've got Dennis McGinn here from Rapid Recon. I want to have him introduce himself, give him his background. But what I really want to do is take this segment and dig into the turn rate at dealerships. How fast can we get cars online? What's the benefits of cutting that down? And, and, and what's the industry standards and maybe what's some of the best practices out there? So Dennis, again, uh, thank you for joining me on the show. Uh, can you give us a little bit of your background? Sure. Where, where, when did you start in the car business? Uh, actually, way back when I was running uh, some of the divisions at Hewlett-Packard, I'm a, I'm a technology guy. Um, I, I got into the auto industry really working with the manufacturers. I had a division that built the, 
the, the uh, Ford Service Bay Diagnostic System, which was the first really integrated uh, way that uh, Ford could tap right into the cars uh, online uh, using uh -huh. HP's instrumentation uh, and see what early failures were going on and so on. So I, uh, I worked with both GM and Ford and Fiat, Ferrari, a lot of those guys back uh, that back you know about 15, 17 years ago. Uh, mm -hmm. But I left HP in 1990 and started to run to some other companies and started some companies. But in the early 2000, about 2002 or three, I had a dealer group uh, approach me just because of my background, and they knew I knew uh, at least the OEM side. And they asked me to help them develop some solutions for their retail operations. So that's okay. that's kind of how I got into this. And uh, uh, and then in 2010, I started this company, Rapid Recon, to focus on just the uh, the time to market reconditioning issues that seem to be everywhere, um, yeah. and not being addressed by anybody except by people with spreadsheets, which really not <laughs> doesn't really work. I mean. The issue is accountability, and nobody wants to be accountable to somebody else's spreadsheet. So that's kind of the, the main uh, hole in this whole thing. Uh, yeah. I also had had some earlier experience. I had a, a company that I had built some uh, electromechanical devices for, lo for locating cars and using RFID. Uh, and in that experience, I had some very good dealers that I worked with who used to tell me uh, what a sham it was that the, the reconditioning time that was reality was a sham and so essentially uh, the, uh, the the team preparing their GMs to go to a 20 group meeting would not give them the real information because they didn't want to send the GM off and be embarrassed so they would basically tell them hmm. oh well, it's two or three days and we don't have we don't have any trouble and so it became kind of self-fulfilling that they would discount the difficult cars and only think of the best case. And of course, that makes no sense, uh, except it was just a behavioral thing. But this particular dealer told me actually how that worked when they go around the room at a 20-group meeting and everybody uh, talks about how they're doing, and they all basically would say, say the same thing. It was all just baloney. Um, that, that's what, what got me interested in this. Okay. And so, you know, I, I think we go back probably 10 plus years, and I know over the years as you've grown this Rapid Recon, in the same time period, I was working with Viato, and I'm running the same things. I'm trying to help dealerships turn around that inventory to turn that inventory quicker, uh, you know, to get them into double digits on their turn, 10, 12, 15, 18 turns. But the biggest struggle that we ran into, and a lot of dealers that were at that border that may be at 10, 12 and doing great, but can't get to that 15 where you really start seeing the benefit of velocity, it came down to that turnaround time. And so, you know, more and more, the realistic number, I would guess, and I want you to educate us on that, is probably more around that 10 to 14 days. Is that what you're finding out there? Uh, is that yeah, it, kind it, of it, the average? It's, uh, they don't really know, and, and I guess I have the, the advantage of seeing real numbers because as more dealers step out in front and say, wow, this is really a problem. I really had no idea how much gross I was throwing away uh, it, it, and, and not being at four days. 
which is mm -hmm. everybody's goal. They all want to be at four days yeah. or less. And uh, for the most part, they're, I've never seen anybody below 10 uh, to start with. So, And yeah. some of them come, and even more so now, and they're being realistic, and they're saying, I'm at 16 or 20. Uh, they know wow. it's terrible, and they're trying to figure out how to fix the problem. So, mm -hmm. I, and, and, and we've even gone beyond this fixing the problem bit because uh, the, the real approach we take now is to make sure that their agenda is to, be, have it, is to have it as part of their culture, time to market as part of their culture. So it has mm -hmm. to involve the GM and the DP because uh, it makes no sense to waste time and money on either parties to just kind of figure out it's in the body shop and then go to, to and then you know say we've solved our problem because that never happens. It's always a yeah. changing uh, playing field out there. The problems that you had last week and last month are going to be different going forward. Well, you know, and they, that brings up a point about you know everybody being on the same page a little bit. You, you tipped on there, and at the beginning of this, you know, I get before our segment, you know, talk about you know Dale's book Velocity. He's got three books of velocity out there and I know some of the dealers that are really successful at turning their inventory and having a great turnaround time on the recon part shared those books and or at least those philosophies with everybody because when you have a porter or a body shop or a paint guy that doesn't understand the importance of getting that expedited as quick um, you know you're missing the piece of the puzzle so you know I two things I want to dip into and have you answer is one uh, a little bit about the software product again, because what you're able to do is allow dealerships to track that timeline and have each person responsible. But then, maybe touching, how do you get each person? How do you get the body shop guy to understand and get the parts guy to understand and get that buy-in? I guess if you can. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a really good stuff. question because they're a lot of times they're gun shy because they've tried so many times with so many different spreadsheets or somebody else's whiteboard and all that, and they've never <laughs> right. trusted it. So they're a bit skeptical uh, and in terms of how they're going to control what's being seen as their, as their performance through a system. Mm -hmm. So it, 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 uh, it's been a, a bit of a challenge, especially when you have people in the early stages of when I started the company that are not, you know, they're kind of anti-technology. They're, 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 sure. uh, they're not embracing smartphones so much. But... That has all changed. I mean, even the detailers now have smartphones. Everybody uh, knows how to bookmark things on their phone and so on. So we've yeah. taken this thing uh, to the point of everybody that's doing the work needs to be able to say, I'm done with my part. And that's a lot of mobile. It's setting it up right the first time. And you can kind of envision a room full of people all saying, well, I understand that we've got uh, a couple of hundred thousand dollars at least that we're losing in gross yeah, between where we are and where we need to be. So, so the yeah. financial motivations there. But then we step into the ring and show the people uh, there in real time how they can be accountable for their own steps. So in our world now, Every step has an owner, and a lot of them have backups as well. So, for instance, the used car manager approval is a really critical one. 
And not every car needs to be approved because it may be under yeah. the threshold, but most of them do. And they need to be able to approve things right down to the item level. They need to be able to do that at the desk without flipping a screen. They need to be able to do it from their phone. So that, that kind of gives you an idea where this goes. Well, the same thing applies to even uh, some of the stores have the text right in the system. And they're saying, I'm done, or I'm working on the car. So what, what that does is it, it, when those people say, hey, I really like this, I really like my being able to control my own accountability, then everybody else falls in line because it's all chained together. If you're not doing your part, somebody else is looking bad. So, But you have to set that up right the first time. And it starts with the GM, starts with the DP, GM, saying, we're going to make this part of the culture. And then we're able to, in, in, in the first hour, have everybody on their phones being in control of their steps, knowing what's going on and, yeah. and, and being able to say, okay, my bucket's right, my step is, is true, I've got the right cars in there, and that's good. And that's, that's what everybody wants. And, and the other part of this, it's all kind of behavioral based. So we, <laughs> we make a big point about being able to stay on top of these things and stay ahead of it is less work and certainly less emotional energy going down than all the stuff before, which had finger pointing and I don't know yeah. and you know everybody's everybody needs to know where all their cars are all the time and why. I mean that's the well you know you, you talked about behavioral and I kind of laughed at it the fact that some, a lot of it too and you know not maybe not so much on a porter and, and things like that but a lot of it's going to be pay based and you know sometimes uh, to me the turnaround time all comes into the bottom line the total gross of the dealership so you know it's not gonna uh, do we run into struggles of hey well you know i'm not getting more money to work any harder or any faster you know what's the benefit for me other than and so sometimes behavioral on our at work regardless of what position between porter salespeople, whatever it's, it's it's what is it for me so you know i don't know if and maybe we could touch on this or restructure pay plans or anything like that but the kind of get into the numbers one let's talk about that and then two dig into maybe some of those behavioral pay plan adjustments maybe is one of the things I, I tell dealers and again tell me wrong I want, I want you to give me more detail but if anything I tell them man if you can cut three days off of your turnaround time if you're at 10 and we get you to seven that's three days a month that you're getting your car faster online you times that by 12 months in a year that's 36 days in a year quicker that you're getting your cars online it's almost like an extra month of selling instead of 12 months of the year, you got 13 now. So if you average 100 cars a month, that's 100 more cars at the end of the year. At two grand a copy, here's your number. But again, that's bottom line stuff. And sometimes the people that are helping you get there might not benefit from those because it goes in the bottom line. So is there any pushback or adjustments that dealers have to make for that kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, um, any, any issues? There, there, there are kind of several ways to come at this. If, uh, Everybody's heard the efficiency pitch so many times that uh, they all, a lot of times they think you're just trying to get them to do more work for the same amount of money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But across the country, a lot of people are being paid on our numbers because uh, they, they really are, they're uh, generated by the individuals doing the work. So it's kind of a full closed mm -hmm. deal. And, and yeah, a lot of the dealers that have, well, they started out at the 10 or 12 days, and they've said, we really want to get down to five or six in the next step. 
they will adjust the pay plans for these people. So I have a lot of sharing of pay plans across the country between dealers so that they put the you know the, the, the cheese in the right place for the people. I think that's you know a great idea. I think it's fair. Sure. Um, and and so uh, you know everybody would like to be at a quote best practices level. And we've sure. uh, been through so many hundreds of these that we've seen we have so much evidence of how you get there and how you stay there. And so there's no real argument uh, anymore about being able to, to kind of get to that level. We, we know how to do that. We know how to help the dealers do that. Um, and, and the difference in money is, is huge. Every two and a half days about, and taking if you went to 10 days down to uh, you know, eight, uh, seven and a half days, that's a, for a typical dealer, that's another turn. I mean, that's another turn. And, and you know, that's a lot of money. You, you, you sure. put the gross on top of that and say another turn. My gosh, that's a hundred, hundred cars times you know eighteen hundred dollars or what. So that um, it, you know it's a it's a really big deal. Um, but it, it, when you smooth out these kinks in the communication process with people knowing what they own and uh, and, and where their stuff is. You really make them more efficient. You really do, but you have to show them. You have to show them that they they need to be able to tell themselves, push their buttons on their phones, and see things happen, and uh, and that. So uh, it works. And I just set up a, a store here uh, last week. I mean, we're setting new ones up almost every day now, and we. The GM, of course, wanted this to be part of the culture. That was what he wanted to do. This is a group we already had probably six, seven, eight systems in, and and he was really enthusiastic. Not very technical. He was a little nervous about the the, the whole thing, uh, how it was going to come together. And but he designed his own system with his team. That's really important. That the steps are theirs. They okay. own them. Design the, the steps. Okay. Right from All the right. beginning to the end. Yeah. And 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 then. We uh, did. We got everybody in the room. Had everybody signed in with the mobile. Had all the cars staged up to get ready to go. I think they had 130 cars in the kind of get-go step. And okay. uh, they started moving the cars into place into the steps they owned right then and there. And so by the time the meeting was over, uh, it was an hour kind of thing. The cars were mostly in the right place, so everybody had the idea. Everybody said, "Okay, I see how this works. I can do my part." And I see that all this stuff depends on me doing my part, to so everybody else can do their part. And I, I think that's a that's the the critical factor is the GM saying we want this to be in it. We want this to be part of the fabric of what we do, and the individuals being uh, hearing that we can help them uh, to uh, do their part. And it has to be easier than what they easier than what they have been doing before. It's got to be yeah. uh, less. Uh, less of an issue with them, and we can prove that. So that's that's. Really and that's what I was going to say. You you might be giving them more work, or at least you want them more efficient or faster with their work. But if you've got tools that allow it to be uh, easier, you know, you might be able to do more work with less effort, or pretty much the same effort. Worst case scenario, because of the organization of what's moving where. Yep. You know, the moving parts are moving. Yeah, the, you know, you grease the the gears to get them moving a lot quicker. Yeah, a big a big proof point of the of the of the operations that we've seen that have gone to, oh, doing things like getting all the photos up online 
before they even do the uh, the, the mechanical work um, on the car. I mean, they do an inspection, but then they get their digital uh, lot up immediately, both initial and final pictures, bing, boom, and then they have a step where they dispatch the cars to the text, and then underneath there are the five or six texts by name, and you can see mm -hmm. each one of them has so many cars, and it moves all day around. And and I, I got to tell you, that was actually the owner's idea, the first one we did. We're doing a lot of them now, but it, 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 it has become, um, the, the techs really like it. And, and obviously, that's the most expensive part of the reconditioning process itself. I mean, they control 80% or maybe even a higher percentage of the cost of, of, of what they put in the car. Um, sure. So... I, the, the two things that are probably the most significant are, again, pushing the, 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 the button pushing, I'm done with my part or I'm working on it, right down to the people that are doing the work as far as possible. Some dealers are not quite ready for that. Some of them are. Um, and then the approval process, so making sure that the approver uh, is able to uh, get right into the system without having to, to go anywhere, or flip a screen or anything like that. So he's not holding any of these yeah. people up. All right. So we got a few minutes left here. So Dennis, give me a, you know, an idea of, you know, maybe that dealer does have is struggling a little bit off and on. It's been through two or three processes, you know, maybe grinding it through with an Excel spreadsheet thinks he's, you know, five when he's really 10 or 12. What, what's, what's that one or two tidbits of advice you can give that dealer? Um, to maybe get them to the next edge, other than you know, obviously signing up for your products or rapid recon, which would be you know obviously easy. But you know, what's what's, what's some of those aha moments that you find when dealers delight finally ticks on? Sure. I, if if a dealer uh, wants to figure out if this this actually works, there are plenty of people they can talk to that that have gone down that path in their brands, in their geographies that can show them or tell them exactly how they got from 10 days to four days. And, and so, you know, first thing you need to do is to say to yourself, hey, this really is a big deal. It's not something that I can just do the way I did it before and do it with a spreadsheet. That just doesn't work. There's no, no, there's no accountability. And most of our, well, the, the, the dealer or the general manager can't say, okay, we're going to go from 10 to 7 and be able to dial that in and have everybody on board with that so they're all connected together. And, and, and with a system, a workflow kind of system, you can, you can do that uh, and we can help make sure that it comes down that way. Um, so that, that would be my advice, which is to, if you're not sure, ask to, to talk to people uh, that pe have done it before uh, and and figure out how it would fit into your operation. Um, now on your site, I, I know RabbitRecon.com. I've been on there, and you have some kind of calculator there for them to kind of figure that out too, right? You, yeah. For if they need, yeah. hey, what is what's the what's the bottom line on this? I know on your site, and there's an evaluation portion or something that they can go to. Is that yeah. like, what's that? I mean, the bottom about? line is that a typical dealer. At least we we thought this, but I'm finding out something else now that a typical dealer. Uh, of 100 cars in inventory, uh, used cars, it has has about has a quarter of a million dollars in gross uh, sitting in between where they are and where they want to be. Now that's kind of a minimal number. We use holding costs based on NCM 20s 
number that they use that they've uh, developed over the years with all the dealers that they work with. So it's got a lot of credibility. Uh, and so that's kind of a minimum, but we've done a couple recently where they, the dealers have already gone into that system and calculated their own. One was a store in, in Colorado uh, that was uh, 600000 Another was a Toyota store. They wow. dialed theirs in. It was over 800000 So it, it is the, the motivation is there financially. And, you know, it all gets back to the GM. GM wants to be uh, the best-in-class kind of GM with best-in-class numbers. You really have to get down this path. And, and uh, again, it makes everybody's life easier. So it's not just piling on. To make everybody do more work—that isn't the point. That—that's not going to yeah. work. It's got to be easier for everybody, and they have to—they have to say this. Hey, this really feels good. And, and yeah. again, we've got lots of examples of where that's come down. Now, I, I would consider that the front end of running the operations of used cars. You know, getting that turnaround down, and you're an expert at that. I deal with the back end of it. Okay, once we've got a photo descriptions, let's get it online where we need to price it, where we need to move it. And I, I work a lot with dealers there and, and getting them the double digit numbers. But they're gross. You know, I can have a dealer have a 12, 15 term, but their gross is still suffering because they, they just have an age, strict age policy and they dump everything at day 45. Um, or day 60, you know, start moving them by then. And, um, but they, what they missed was those first two weeks because it took so long to get them online. So even though if a dealer does have a great turn and don't think it's an issue you know, because they turn their inventory good and they're making decent gross, if they don't really know where this is, they're, they're missing a lot of extra dollars in their inventory because this will always be where it's at. I mean, if I'm at a 60 and I'm always turning, I mean, yeah, I'm going to go through fluctuations and seasons and I might dip here and there. But if I'm always having this policy and procedure, how else do I get more profit margins? The only other way to do it then is expenses, you know, your advertising and this and that and or what they have more control of. And it's that front end, what you're talking about, that turnaround time. And that's just crucial. So I appreciate your time. Right, go ahead. No, all that's all that's very true. I mean, there, there I, I have not run into uh, some people. People ask me, well, if I'm a really small dealer, do I really need this? And we put this <laughs> more. dealerships that are stocking 40 or 50 cars, uh, and 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 you know, in order to really control the ups and downs and the 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 turns, as you say, you need this. Yeah. Uh, it's not really optional in, in, in the ability to control your future. So that's, that's sure. the last. I, I, both in mine and in your aspects, your, my, my front end of it, your back end of it, or your front end of it doing the turnaround time, and I'm talking about the marketing stuff. I think the smaller dealer needs it more because one or two mistakes in that inventory and that turnaround time in our marketing can cost a whole month for yeah, your small Good point. Dealer. Yes, yeah. very true. Yeah. Well, Dennis, I appreciate your time. Again, you know, this is one of those topics that I don't know how much in the industry, you know, there's there's talks about it, but I don't think we really dig into it. So I love uh, getting your perspective, digging into this. Now, guys, next week I'm going to interview a service director where he's actually doing the work, and we're going to go through those struggles and what does it actually take to accomplish it at the dealership level. So we're not just going to talk to a sales manager who puts pressure on his guys to get a turnaround time. We're actually going to talk to a service uh, manager, the, the service director there, and what all it takes are these puzzles to put it together um, uh, to get to that next level, because I think it's such a huge and uh, important topic. Dennis, uh, again, thanks, and uh, congratulations on your success with Rabbit Recon, and we'll talk soon. Great, Jason. Thank you. I appreciate your asking you. me to spend a few minutes with this topic. It, it is, in fact, my favorite topic, so thank you for the opportunity. Cool.
Hey, that was a great interview with Dennis. Thanks for watching Law Party Show. Next week, again, we're going to uh, interview a service uh, director that's actually in the trenches and get his intake of what it really takes to turn around that inventory a lot quicker. And we're also going to end this show with a little quick tip for you for your used car inventory. Thanks.